Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard. My name is Drew Warner, and I'm so excited to be bringing you part two of our Players Championship 2023 slash TPC Sawgrass preview. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and check it out. Uh, we released that last week, and that's a bit more about the history of TPC Sawgrass and the history of the Players Championship. Uh, this episode, part two, is going to be a bit more about a hole-by-hole -hole walk through the course. So we're going to actually go through each hole of the course. I'm going to do the front nine in this first section. Caleb is going to do the back nine in the next section. And we're just going to talk you through what to expect when you're watching next weekend. Uh, we also have a part three of the TPC Sawgrass slash Players Championship preview coming out tomorrow. That is a really, really exciting piece where we talk a bit more about the course. We have a special guest on to help us make picks for our first ever, ever fantasy game. Uh, so really excited about all that. But for now, this is going to be part two. Thanks for hopping on board. So again, just before I get into the hole by hole here, I want to review what the purpose of us doing this is. So a big part of our process when deciding to begin this podcast was we feel like people enjoy the masters in particular so much because people know the holes out there. So, you know, if someone hits it left on 13 at Augusta, they're like, ah, oh, man, like, you know, whoever hit it left is in big trouble there. And they have context for what to expect. They know the holes coming down the stretch. And it's our goal by doing this to provide that same context for the players and for other major tournaments uh, to all of our listeners so they can be equipped while watching uh, in a way that will make them enjoy watching golf so much more and enjoy engaging with the sport even more. So again, we want you to be able to watch the players next week. And we want you to see Roy McElroy hit it left on number three, the par three, and say, oh no, I know over there that bunker is really deep. It's going to be a hard shot. So again, that's kind of the goal of this content stream in particular. And without further ado, I'm going to share my screen here. If you guys are watching this on YouTube or you know using the video feature on Spotify to watch us as well, uh, that's a really helpful thing. Uh, I'm going to try to describe things as best I can without actually you know, needing people to watch the screen. So you can just listen if you'd prefer. Uh, but if you do want to follow along, uh, we're going to have pictures of the holes up on the screen just to help some give some visual uh, backing to the things we're talking about here. So Without further ado, I will share my screen here and we can get going. All right, so you can see up on the screen here, this is hole number one at TBC Sawgrass. Uh, it is a par four. It's about 423 yards. And as you can see, it's a relatively tight fairway to start off. So you really can't miss left because there are thick trees and thick woods over there and you're totally blocked out from a second shot into the green. Uh, the fairway does bulge out a little bit right, so the hole almost doglegs right, and the green sort of falls back a bit more to the left. So ideally, you can kind of put it out in the flat part, the straight part of that fairway on the left, and leave yourself an angle into the green. Uh, missing right here is okay for the most part, as long as you don't go too far right. There is a bunker and water right of the fairway. Um, according to PJ Tour Pro Matt Every, the water's not really in play unless the hole is into the wind. So if you hit one in that bunker on the right or hit it just over the bunker in those mounds on the right, um, you do actually open up a bit of an angle into the green, as long as you can contend with, with kind of the mounds and the rough over there. Uh, the green is not too severe compared to some other greens in the course, but it is a very long, thin green. So hard to miss right or left because there's a deep bunker on the left of the green, and there's some trees and mounds up on the right side of the green. So not a green you want to be right or left of, but if you are on the front or the back of the green, 
the screen is not too severe. So there's still an opportunity to make par. Uh, this is one of those tee shots, I think, where it's slightly tight, but if you land it on grass, you've got a good chance at making par. It's not too long of a hole. All right, moving on now to the second hole. And the second hole is the first par five on the course, and it is reachable in two. Uh, I would say, generally speaking, at Sawgrass, and we'll see this throughout, the par fives maybe tend to favor a draw ball flight or a ball flight that curves from right to left. So you can see we're looking at it here in the picture from the green back at the fairway. Uh, but off the tee, really, you're going to want to be able to, you know, hit, hit a draw and uh, ideally kind of curve that ball right to left into the fairway there and then leave yourself an open second shot into the green to try and reach the green in two shots on this par five. Apparently, there were some more trees overhanging on the left side of this tee box that have kind of died or been taken out in recent years. So people who do fade the golf ball, so curve it from left to right, do have more opportunity to hit their preferred ball flight on this hole than they did in the past. But still, generally speaking, the draw is the best shot to hit off the tee. Uh, but coming into the green, the, the green is pretty open itself. Uh, there's not like, you know, tons of hazards or water or huge bunkers around it. There's a number of small bunkers on the right and left side of the green. Um, but the green is, is relatively open. It does run off into collection areas. So kind of sections of fairway behind the green or around the green. Um, and so the green is basically a triangle and it runs off in all three directions. So it's a hard green to hold if you're coming in with a long iron, especially when the course is firm. So in that way, it's a challenge for players to hit their second shot and actually hold it on the green. Uh, there is water off to the right and a long bunker that goes along the right side of the hole. Um, those don't really come into play if you hit a good tee shot. But if a player hits a poor tee shot and they're in the woods or in the rough, um, that water and that bunker do come into play if you're trying to lay up. Uh, around the green, again, there's a lot of small bunkers around. You can miss left. Um, you can miss a little bit right, but if you're going too far right, there are some trees there as well. So if you're going to miss this, uh, miss this green, the, the miss is probably off to the left side. All right, moving on now to the third hole, which is a par three, a first par three of the course, and it's 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 a relatively medium length par three. It plays about 177 yards. Um, this is a really, really difficult green, though. It's a slightly elevated green, so it's raised up around the rest of the green complex. So there's a large bunker short of the green that probably won't come into play for the players that much because it's pretty far short of the green. There's a really, really deep bunker to the left of the green. And one thing that they like to do at TPC Sawgrass is to put the pin way on the left side of the green. So again, that's going to favor someone who tends to draw the ball, curve it a little bit right to left back into that pin. But if you go too far right and you miss that bunker, you're you're like totally dead because the, all the green runs from back to front all the way back towards the front side of the of the green and the ball would trickle off into another one of those closely mown collection areas. So you can't really miss left of the pin. I think this is a hole where you'll see a lot of players sort of look just to hit it in the middle of the green, get a two putt par and move on. Um you, you really, there is also water uh, short and left of this hole. Again, it probably won't come into play for most of the tour players we see this week. But if you do, for whatever reason, miss one wide left, you'll also find, uh, find the water. Um, the only really safe miss on this hole, you can't really miss right because there's trees. You can't miss left because of the bunker in the water. You don't want to go long because the green runs away from you if you're chipping back from over the green. The only really good miss is short and right because that opens up the angle into that back left hole location if the pin is back there. And, uh, and that just like leaves you an uphill chip, which is really the only uphill chip you'll have on this hole. Moving on next to the uh, short par four fourth. Number four is only 384 yards, but it is a relatively difficult driving hole. Uh, so there's a long bunker that goes all the way up the left side of, or all the way up the right side of the hole, excuse me. Um, 
Missing right does give you a better angle, but again, that bunker is right there and there's water to the right of the bunker. So that's a theme we'll see throughout a lot of these holes. There's long bunkers that kind of cover an entire side of the hole and there's water on the outside of those bunkers. So we see that quite a lot here at TPC Sawgrass, but the fairway is really tight. It's one of the harder fairways in the course to hit. Um, and then if you go left, you technically have space, but there are really thick rough, rough up on the hill and there's a bunch of mounds up there, uh, which make it challenging to carry the water because there is kind of a pond or a stream that runs across diagonally across right in front of the green. So the right side of the green is a little bit closer to you. So it's a shorter carry to get over the water to get there on your second shot. Uh, if the pin is in the left side of the green, you have to carry it further and get it right over the water. Um, so relatively difficult second shot. This is a hole where it's pretty short. So you'll probably see a lot of three woods or hybrids off the tee from, from players just trying to keep it in the fairway because it is so penalizing if you miss it right or left on this hole. Um, there are short bunkers also kind of littered throughout the hole, which is something we see at Sawgrass a lot. Um, there's some up behind the green, one short right of the green as well. Uh, and that creek I mentioned before that cuts in front of the green also wraps around the left side. So if you go left, you're also in the water. So on your second shot, really the only place to miss it is a little bit short and right if you're going to miss it. Um, again, that's a theme I think we see on some of these holes. And the green itself, relatively severe. Uh, there's a big ridge right in the middle of the green, and everything left of that ridge feeds down left towards the water. So you get a ball that's spinning a little bit too much and spins off that ridge, you might be in danger of rolling off the green into the water. So I think we'll see a lot of Torpros kind of hitting it to the center of this green, just not, not being too aggressive with the pin, especially if that pin is on the left side of the green. All right, our next hole is number five, and this is one of the most difficult holes on the course. It has played as the course's hardest hole in multiple editions of the Players' Championship over the years. Uh, it's a long par four, about 485 yards it's played. I think I have it at 471 here on the Zoom. Um, so I think it's range kind of in that 470 to 490 range. Uh, there are lakes on the right and the left of this hole. And as I mentioned before, there is a bunker that lines pretty much the entire right side of the tee shot. So you've kind of got fairway, bunker, water, which again, we, we see a lot here at TVC Sawgrass. Uh, it's a long enough hole that driver will probably be needed for most players. So unlike the previous hole where you could hit a three wood or hit a hybrid and play for safety, you can't do that quite as much on this hole. Uh, so you really, a lot of players are going to need driver unless you're one of the absolute longest out there. Uh, like number one, this is a pretty long, thin green. Uh, there's a lot of bunkers, a lot of small little difficult bunkers on the like that are kind of short right of the green and nestled amongst a bunch of mounds and then on the left side you've got a really really deep bunker that you you don't want to be in because it's a very very hard up and down from that deep bunker on the left um so again there's not really a good miss right and left both kind of stink the green does run from left to right so maybe a little bit better to miss right than left uh but short is uh short is probably the best miss here as well you know you can be on that fairway apron and kind of just chip up onto the green leave yourself an uphill chip because again like most of the greens out here this green runs uh, back to front uh, so you want to be below the hole as much as you possibly can now we are here on number six and so number six a little little bit of a shorter par par four uh, under 400 yards or 393 yards uh, this is a relatively tight fairway though as well so you're, you're seeing a theme that driving is very important at tpc sawgrass I think, you know, Caleb and I talked about it and we talk about it in part three that's going to come out tomorrow as well. Uh, iron play is really rewarded at TPC Sawgrass, but I think just visually you can tell that the course is so intimidating, you know, hitting it in the right places off the tee is very important to set a player up for those iron shots. And we're seeing that, I think, on these last few holes in particular. But number six here, it's a really tight fairway. 
hitting it right is totally dead because it is lined with very, very dense trees, some of those dense trees on the property, as well as mulch and pine straw. And it's just not a fun place to hit out of. So you can't go right at all. Uh, the only difficult thing about not being able to go right is there is a huge bunker that runs all the way up the left side of the hole. If you're in the bunker, you don't have a clear shot to the green because you'll be most likely blocked out by a bunch of palm trees that are in the left rough after the bunker uh, kind of ends. And so you're sort of blocked out on the left if you miss left. You're totally blocked out if you miss right. Um, so not an ideal scenario. There is a, a, a stretch of rough, a strip of rough that actually cuts across the, the fairway about 50 to 60 yards short of the green, which makes a layup shot difficult if you do find yourself in that bunker or having to punch out of the trees. So uh, this is, again, a golf course that makes you think on every single shot. And number six, I think, is a great example of where players are going to have to think. Uh, it's a really straight hole again, but it's just really tight. So you just have to hit the fairway here. Um, coming into the green, the green is a little more circular than most of the other greens on the course. It is slightly elevated as well. Um, there's a number of deep bunkers short of the green. Uh, there's some deep bunkers that are kind of long left of the green. So the best miss is probably a little bit right, although the green does run from right, right to left. So if you want an uphill shot, maybe missing left is a little bit better. If you don't want to be in a bunker, uh, you might be able, to be able to miss a bit right depending on the hole location and and get a chip close if you're not able to actually hit the green. But if players hit the fairway, you know, they should be able to make some birdies in this hole. It's just one of those holes that if you miss the fairway, a big number is 100% in play. All right, we'll move on next to number seven, which you can see here. Uh, number seven is 451 yards, and it's a par four, so one of the longer par fours on the course. Uh, again, like number five, this is going to be a driver hole for most of the players, most likely. There's a little more space than there are on some of the other holes. But there's a giant bunker that runs way up the left side. And of course, there's a lake to the left of that bunker. And then as you get up into the approach shot, there's a bunker on the right side of the hole. And there's a lake to the right of that bunker. So like we see in a lot of the holes out here, multiple bodies of water, multiple large bunkers, uh, not really a lot of good places to miss it. Uh, so... Uh, there are trees and there are small bunkers right as the whole kind of dog legs around the corner there. It's a dog leg right. Uh, you might see players hit three wood, some longer players hit three wood just to lay it back short of that second bunker on the right and make sure they are in the fairway to have a shot into this green. Uh, but again, I think we'll see a lot of players hit driver as well. Um, there are bunkers that are short right of the green, like I mentioned, and that leak to the right of them. Uh, this is a relatively small green. Again, it's I would say it's it's pretty pinched and it's pretty narrow and long, which again we've seen a few times so far on this front nine. Um, and there's a, there's a collection area on the left, and there's water also further left of the green. Uh, so I think the idea the idea here is if you're going to miss, probably slightly short and left is the best spot to miss this green. Uh, to leave yourself an uphill chip with a reasonable chance of of getting up and down if you're going to miss in that second shot. All right, we'll move now from eight, or excuse me, from number nine to number eight. And number eight, like number five, has also played uh, traditionally as one of the hardest holes during the Players' Championship and has been the number one most difficult hole at Sawgrass on a number of occasions throughout the tournament's history. So there are bunkers long, there are bunkers short, there are bunkers right, and there are bunkers left. So there's no water on this hole, which is one of the few holes out here that does not have any water. But there are bunkers galore. And on top of that, it's just a really, really long hole. Uh, so the scorecard has this hole playing at 237 yards. Uh, you know, obviously, if you have a par three playing 240 yards, they're going to have some players that need to hit hybrids or woods um, and long irons into this green. So you're just not really going to expect a lot of birdies on number eight. Um, you're frankly going to expect a lot more bogeys than birdies and, you know, potentially even more bogeys than par. 
pars because I think this whole t- tends to play over par, um, at least historically in the players championship. So short left really is the miss in this green. I mean, th- there's a bunker that's about 35 yards short of the green. If you get it over that bunker and you're in the fairway and you're short of the green, it's a relatively straightforward chip up. Uh, but if you miss right, you are in serious trouble. If you miss left, you're in serious trouble. So again, like most of the holes out here, it's more important to control your distance long or short and make sure you have the right line. Um, because again, just missing right and left is really what can kill you out here and really what can put you in a spot of bother. So missing left, there are some trees on eight, which could pose a problem for a player trying to chip down the hill. There's also one of those closely mown collection areas that the green runs off into on the left side. So if your ball is a little too far left, you might roll off the green. Um, and then missing down on the right side, again, there's just some really small, tricky little bunkers in there that could lead to an awkward stance. And there's just thick rough down on that right side. But Good news for the players, no water on this hole, even if it is one of the hardest on the course. Okay, we are going to move now to the final hole on this part, which is the ninth hole. And the ninth hole is a really unique par five. So it's about 583 yards, so a little bit longer. Uh, it is a double dogleg. So the hole kind of moves off to the right first and the green falls back to the left. Um, so there's a long bunker, of course, and uh, on the right side of the tee shot. So if you miss a little bit right, you'll be in that long bunker. And then to the right of that bunker, there is, of course, a lake. So you got to be dangerous or got to be careful that you don't hit it in that lake as well if you go too far right. Um, this is an interesting hole because there's a, a pond that sort of cuts diagonally across the middle of the fairway uh, that players need to be aware of. So we might see some players not hit driver off this hole and hit three wood instead, just to, in case they do hit it a little bit further, right? Where the diagonal cut cutting pond is a little bit closer to you in case they do that, they're probably going to want to hit three wood and lay up short of that. If they push the ball a little bit, right. Um, but it is a bit of a risk reward shot as well, because the further left you go, the more fairway you have to go. And you can have a much closer second shot into the green. If you do play it a little bit further up on that left side, uh, but your angle into the green, because the green goes back to the left, is probably a little bit better if you're actually playing up that right side a little bit. So we might see some players at three wood try and play up the right side of that fairway and still stay short of that diagonal pond that cuts across. Um, so, uh, you know, based on having that little extra space though on the left side, one might argue that a draw is a better shot off this tee box. Some people might say a fade's a better shot off this tee box. I think players are really able to hit both here. And again, I think that's true for most of the holes out here. You can really... You know, with the exception of most of the par fives, which prefer draws, you can hit draws or fades on most of the holes in this front nine and be okay. It's really just as long as you're hitting the fairway, uh, that's really what matters. So uh, the second shot can reach the green. Uh, You probably will have to hit a draw. So again, curving that ball right to the left on the second shot to reach the green, just based on how the hole is constructed. Because right around the corner of the hole where the green falls back to the left, there's a long bunker. There's a bunch of trees. They're really thick trees. You're not really going through them. They're tall enough that you can't really go over them. So players are really going to have to go around those trees in a lot of ways. Um, So you'll likely see a lot of second shots with players trying to draw their ball around those trees back onto this green if they hit the fairway off the tee. Um, So the difficult thing is if you're going to lay up, like I mentioned, there are trees on the right. There are trees on the left. There's that bunker on the left. It's not really an easy layup and you want to leave yourself as far right as you can be in the fairway just to open up the green and give yourself an angle into what is another long thin green here Um, if you do go for the green though and you miss right uh, the right side of the green is covered in small deep bunkers 
And it's, it's definitely tricky because the green is slightly elevated above these bunkers. So you're going to find yourself at a different level uh, than the green is at if you're on that right side. And there's just mounds everywhere. So you're, again, you see a lot of mounds here at TPC Sawgrass in general. So we'll see players with really awkward, tricky lies uh, trying to work their way out of uh, out of those mounds can be a really difficult thing. I remember in 2015, uh, Tiger Woods was making an injury comeback and he played in the, uh, in the, in the players and he made the cut on the number because he birdied the ninth hole, which was his 18th hole of the day. And I remember him hitting it over into those mounds for his second shot on nine and having just the most awkward lie in the world. And I remember being really nervous that he wasn't going to get it up and down to make the cut, but ultimately he did. So uh, the point is the fact that I was so nervous about his shot there just demonstrates how difficult hitting out of those mounds actually is and getting the ball close to the hole. Um, but again, like I mentioned, another relatively long, thin green, uh, probably slightly better to miss right than left because there's a large, very deep bunker left. Um, that you really don't want to be in. Uh, there is a collection area, one of those, you know, fairway apron collection areas, again, that's sort of behind the back right of the green, which would be a good place to miss. Uh, but again, I think sh straight and short is probably your best miss on this green, as it is on most of the greens in this course. Again, keeping it below the hole, leaving yourself an uphill chip, and making sure you're not stuck in one of Pete Dye's mounds or one of his small little bunkers. So uh, this is definitely a scoring opportunity for players. And I think, you know, we'll see some birdies on this hole as well as number two, the other par five on the front nine. Um, but yeah, for, for the most part, I think just to sum up the front nine, there's some themes we're seeing, right? We're seeing long bunkers kind of along the sides of a lot of the holes. We're seeing water on nearly every hole. Uh, we're seeing a variety of dog legs where we expect players to kind of shape shots in different ways to get around the dog legs. Uh, but there is room for players, again, to be creative and to kind of play a natural ball flight. It's just a matter of, you know, how much you can fade it and how much you can draw it. I think, you know, players recognize that that's the challenge TPC Sawgrass presents to them. Uh, I think we're also seeing a lot of thin, long greens in which it's probably better to miss a little bit short, especially when they are elevated greens. There's a number of them on the front nine, as I mentioned. Uh, and then as far as scoring opportunities goes, obviously you've got two par fives where players would expect to at least have a good chance at birdie, if not make birdie outright. Uh, and then there also are a couple of shorter par fours. I mean, I think number one players are probably easing into the round a little bit more. So I wouldn't expect that to be a birdie opportunity. You're just trying to make a par and get your round started. Uh, but I think there are definitely significant scoring opportunities on holes like number six, if you hit the fairway on number four, if you hit the fairway, it's a great scoring opportunity. Number three is a par, medium length par three. These are great iron players that can hit it close. And there's a great, uh, great opportunity for a birdie there on, 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 on number two as well, the par five. Uh, there are more scoring opportunities on uh, on on the front nine, uh, so you expect the scores to be a little bit lower out there. Uh, expect the scores in the back nine to be a little bit higher. Uh, there's some more danger kind of lurking around every corner on the back nine. Um, and again, while there is still danger on almost every shot on the front nine, uh, it's a little bit easier. So players can open up a little bit softer, uh, and they can hopefully take advantage of scoring conditions in the front nine to to push their score lower before trying to just weather the storm through the back nine. So uh, regardless, I hope this was a comprehensive overview of each hole. Uh, obviously, this is our first time doing this, so I expect us to get better and better as we start to talk through these holes more and more. I think we'll get better at talking through the holes audibly so you guys that are just listening and unable to watch the video as well can kind of understand a little bit more. So I'm sure there are ways I can improve with that. But again, this is our first attempt at it, and I hope our goal uh, is accomplished in giving you guys some sort of guidebook to the front nine and i will turn things over to caleb now to uh take everyone through the back nine but thanks for hopping on board and uh look forward to 
Caleb's uh, Caleb's thoughts in the back nine. Thanks, Drew. So we're going to talk about the back nine. And you can think of the back nine as just one big crescendo to the grand finale that is 16, 17, and 18. Every, every hole is working uh, working up to those, those final three holes. You can think of it as uh, that slow ride to the top of a roller coaster before you hit that big drop to the finish. And it starts with hole number 10. It's a par four. 424 yards, which is almost identical in yardage to the first hole. <clears throat> and that is because Dean Beeman, when he charged Pete Dye with building this course, he wanted hole number one and hole number 10 to mirror each other. And that's because the first two days of the tournament for our beginner listeners, you not everyone starts on the first hole. You have uh, what's called split tees. So, half of the field starts on hole number one and the other half starts on hole number 10. And so then if you start on hole number 10, you'll finish on hole number nine. You'll just play the nine holes in reverse order. So to not give either side an advantage, you wanted a similar start to the round, no matter which hole, which <clears throat> hole you started on. So that's what number 10 provides. It visually looks very similar to hole number one. There's a bunker along the left side of the fairway. It's predominantly a draw hole. You'll see lots of players playing less than driver off the tee, three wood or a, a driving iron. It's not super long, but it's still pretty difficult. And it's a very awkward hole uh, and, and play is a little bit more difficult than the first hole. If you hit your tee shot through the fairway, it's one of the reasons that players uh, hit less than driver off of the tee. You'll find a fairway bunker that is fairly deep uh, at the end of the fairway. Um, so lots of players will hang back and leave themselves a good yardage to hit into this green. So going on to number 11, we have a, one of the more interesting holes on the course. It's a par five. And you actually have uh, some decisions to make off the tee. There's some strategy here. If you go off to the left, you might have a better angle into the green where you're not going over a whole lot of water. But if you also, also if you bail out too far to the right, you'll have a uh, oak tree that's hanging in your way. So you have the bunker to the left, which is pretty punitive but not quite as punitive as the first design uh, by Mr. Mr. Die. <clears throat> and then to the right, you have the oak tree. So you have to split the middle there. There, when, For your second shot, a lot of the players will go in two, but sometimes depending on the pin location, that might not be possible. So depending on your drive, depending on the pin location, you might have to use the bailout area to the left of the green, avoiding the two pretty small but deep bunkers on the left side of the green. On this hole, there is water on the right side of the green, but there's a pretty long bunker that goes around the back of the green and then all the way up to the front of that bailout area that provides a little bit of a buffer between the green and the water. So water is less in play on this hole 
than say on the par five 16th. The hole was made a little bit harder in 2006. Uh, they added 15 to 20 yards to the hole. And then in 2016, Steve Winsloff added, uh, extended that bunker around the back of the green. He was a PJ tour designer and he also did some work to the next hole, which is the 12th hole. It's a drivable par four. He completely redesigned this hole. And there's actually a little bit of controversy about that because it wasn't a drivable par four before. And uh, Winsloff actually says that Pete Dye signed off on his, his redesign of the hole but the family has said that Pete never believed in drivable par fours, saying that they were just really long par threes. So for the golf architect nerds, we have just a little bit of uh, debate to be had there. But it's still a, a, a pretty interesting hole. You have this decision of whether you're going to go for the green or to lay up. If you choose to lay up, you're going to be dealing with a fairway bunker that is to the left of the fairway. When you get to the green, you have water to the right of the green. You have to be careful not to uh, to hit it, sorry, to the left of the green. And you have to be careful not to pull your approach shot because uh, there is a slope just off the green that leads down to that water. Now we get to number 13. It's a par three, 181 yards. And in some ways, this can remind you visually of hole number 16 at Augusta. So if the, the green is it's, it's not quite as long, and it's a little bit deeper uh, than hole number 16 at Augusta. This green has three tiers and very deep bunkers uh, on either side. You have water to the left, and this is actually one of my favorite tee shots to watch. Uh, on TPC Sawgrass. It's a very beautiful hole, and it's a lot of fun to watch these players figure out the wind and decide which iron they're going to use to hit into this green, usually seven or eight iron, depending on the pin location. And you'll see there's a, um, a left-center pin location that will be in a, in a funnel, uh, which is extremely fun to watch if the players can catch that ridge uh, the green will naturally take their ball close to the hole, and, and you may even see a hole-in-one on number 13. And that leads us to number 14, which is the second hardest hole on the course on average. It's, a, it's another zigzag hole, which Pete Dye is well known for on this course. You have a bunker along the left side of the fairway that runs all the way up to the green. It's one of the longest bunkers that you'll see um, really on the PGA Tour, you have uh, mounds on, along the right side of the green. And as you approach the green, the fairway gets very, very thin. It's a very uh, precise shot to hit. And it's also very uh, hilly. There's lots of bumps in that part of the, of the fairway. So this is one of the hardest holes uh, on the course. It's, it's a beast of a hole, which leads into number 15, which is another par four. It's the tightest tee shot on the course. So it's a little bit of a nervy tee shot. It calls for a controlled fade. And, and Pete Dye thought that uh, players would go with less than driver here. And that's because if you drive your ball through the fairway, similar to uh, on hole number 10, uh, 
you have a, a pretty punitive uh, bunker going through the fairway, uh, but there's also a little bit of water to the left um, of that bunker. So th there's two hazards to deal with there. However, once you get to your tee shot, it's a fairly long green from the perspective of the fairway. Um, and so this is, uh, you know, what they call the last breather hole before you get to the daunting final three holes where you really have to make a score on 16, 17 is the Island green. And then 18 is a, is a pretty sneaky, difficult hole itself. Uh, so this is kind of the last reprieve for the players, especially those leaders when they're getting down to the wire on Sunday night, uh, this is the whole, uh, the last hole before for the big final three. So let's talk about those last three holes. We'll start with number sixteen. It's a par five, so one of the shorter par fives. It's a dog leg to the left off the tee, <clears throat> and the the tee shot caused uh, calls for a, a draw. Players, when when you watch their tee shots, they're going to be aiming for that tree. Um, in the middle of that lake close to the 17th hole. Uh, that's, that's going to be their, their aiming point. And if they hit that, they'll have a, a reasonable shot to get to the green in two. But if, if they hit too big of a fade and, and they end up in the right rough, it, it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible for them to get to the green in two. And then the strategy will be what yardage they want for that approach shot into the green and that's important because once you get closer to the green on the left side there's a fairly flat bunker but there are two trees in that that will block uh, block shots from the left side of that end of the fairway so you have to be really precise with your layup if you're if you choose to do that to avoid the tree trouble but if you execute that tee shot you have you do have a reasonable chance to get to the green two, and you'll remember, you remember, uh, twenty twenty one. Justin Thomas had a brilliant approach shot with a fairway medal. Uh, he made this hole look a lot easier than it is. Uh, it is one of the easiest holes to birdie on the course. However, it's also very easy to make a mess of this hole with just uh, one or two bad shots, and that's because uh, the green is right up against the water and the uh, the right side of the screen slopes down towards the water. So you really have to be precise with your approach as well. There's a, uh, a pin location on the front, uh, the front right, which is a, a very interesting pin location to see how many players are going to actually take on that pin. Because um, you have, if you miss a little bit to the right, you're in the water. If you miss short, you're in a bunker. And then if you bail out, there's lots of, uh, there's a couple bunkers to the left um, and then potentially a really long downhill putt towards the water, uh, which especially late on a Sunday can be pretty nervy. <clears throat> One interesting story that, that we uh, know about the design of this hole actually is that uh, Pete Dye uh, was hearing complaints from the players at this uh, this green was too hard to reach into. And so he 
he made the green bigger, he made it wider, and he made it lower. But the the change that he made was taking that green all the way to the edge of the lake, uh, which uh, brought water more into play uh, for these players, which arguably makes this hole a whole lot more interesting to watch because of the green size players will be more likely to go for it into. But it's also a, a huge risk reward shot because of how close the water is to the green. So now we're at number 17. This is the one that you've all been waiting for on a Sunday. You want to watch the leaders hit this tee shot and see, can you hit the green? That is the test that this hole is asking. Can you hit the green and can you two putt to make par? That is a great score for, <clears throat> for anyone coming through. Uh, any player would, would take that, um, and, and move on if you gave it to them. Some of the cool, interesting features of this hole. So we've, we've talked about how it's an Island green in this really large Lake, uh, check out our, uh, part one of our, our TPC sawgrass preview to learn about why it's an Island green. <clears throat> um, but the, the Island is surrounded by relatively thick rough, which will stop balls from spinning off of the green unless you spin it too hard and it is possible to spin it off off of the green so you have to be mindful of your spin you have to be mindful of your distance and one of the interesting features of this hole is the wind it's really hard to read you'll be you'll you'll see players especially late in rounds when you get to the leaders you'll see players struggling to watch the flags on the uh uh, on the grandstands uh, to figure out what's what is the wind doing sometimes it'll be swirling uh, i'm sure the broadcast will have some very interesting uh depict uh graphical depictions of, of which way the wind's going so that would be interesting to see see how big of a factor that plays there's a, a small bunker uh, on the front side of the green and that is not uh, a terrible place to be but you definitely would rather be there than in the water. Finally, some of the other cool shots that come from this hole come from players hitting it through the back of the green onto the walkway. And it's a very thin walkway. So if players uh, hit it too far towards the edge, you've seen, uh, we've seen in the past that some players weren't able to uh, have a stance. So they actually stood with their back towards the green and whacked the club uh, behind them, uh, hit the hit the ball uh, where their uh, back was facing, and just to try and chip it onto the green so that they could have a, a shot without taking a, a penalty drop. So one thing we know about 17 is that it's going to provide a lot of drama. It's one of the coolest scenes in golf. There's a huge natural gallery uh, viewing area to the left of this hole, which again is one of the features that we talked about Dean Beeman wanting as a part of this, uh, this golf course. Lots of natural places for spectators to sit and watch the players. So now we've made it to number 18. Players have made it all the way through their round. They just have one hole left. And the tee shot here is very uncomfortable. You have a huge uh, lake to your left, to your left, so you have to be careful not to miss to the left. 
and and take a drop. The fairway also will slope towards the left, especially uh, as you get closer to the green. But this is no bailout hole to the right either. Um, if you bail out too far to the right, it's either a really, really long approach shot. You might have to lay up. Or if you hit it through the fairway, you're in some pine straw with some 20-year-old oak trees that uh, can cause swing issues or uh, limb issues for your shot. So this tee shot is really important on, on 18 to set, up, to, to set yourself up for a, a, a good look at the green for your approach. Once you get to the green, you're still dealing with water to the, to the left. There's a bunker, uh, bunker long, and then there's some, some mounds to the left side of the approach as well. The bottom line here is you have to play boldly to win. That's the theme of the last three holes. That's really the theme of this whole golf course. And hopefully that has come across here as Drew and I have done our deep dive on TPC Sawgrass and uh, given you guys a little bit more context for watching these shots and some meaning for why put what strategy players might be considering as they hit their tee shot on 12 or as they hit their approach shot on number four. Hopefully this gives a little bit more context so that uh, it makes it a little bit more interesting to watch. As I know it has for me and I know it has for Drew, we are both really excited to watch this tournament. Every shot is going to have a lot more meaning because we have studied the, the, the course and, and all of the considerations the players are, are making and um, can imagine our, ourselves trying to, to make these decisions if only we had the golf skill to play on the PGA Tour. So thank you for joining us once again. Be on the lookout for our next episode. It's part three of our players preview. Uh, we didn't want to cram in a whole nother hour of content to this episode. So we, we saved our, our general uh, preview episode uh, for, for its own uh, release. That'll be on Monday, which is uh, tomorrow as this episode will be released on, on Sunday before the players. Um, that episode will also feature our fantasy game. So if you'd like to participate, we will be uh, tweeting out uh, the, uh, <clears throat> we'll be tweeting out the, the decisions for, for that game, respond to that tweet, send in your picks on our website, and we will post your picks and keep track of your score on our uh, Google sheet. And you'll have your, your name, your, your name and your score on your, on our leaderboard. This is going to be a, it's going to be a season long race. So be sure to get your picks in to participate. So thanks again for joining us on this whole by whole deep dive of TPC Sawgrass. We hope this gets you excited about the tournament. And don't forget to tune in uh, tomorrow for our next preview episode. Thanks again. Check us out the next time we hop on board.